Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Tonight on the show, Zach, we are answering an age-old question. Dom, in the week of Easter, mm. we need to get in the kitchen we do. and dissolve all Easter egg-related myths. Yep. Or maybe... Mm. Things that are true. We don't know. We're testing it tonight. I would say as long as we have celebrated Easter, there has been one thing that has, I would say, puzzled humanity. Oh, you are so passionate about this, Dom. Oh, I really am. And the, obviously the thing we're talking about is do they make Easter eggs from different chocolate to the normal chocolate? Now, you said on the show last night yeah. that you could pick the different chocolate, hands mm. down, if it was melted down so it was in, they oh. were both in the same shape so one doesn't look like an egg, yeah. you'd be able to tell me which was the egg and which was it. Well, my theory, Zach, and this is a theory that I've probably held since my junior years. It's one of your deepest beliefs. <laughs> if I was to try my core beliefs on a form, I would write this down, that they're different chocolate. You buy a block of dairy milk, you buy an Easter egg, different chocolate. It doesn't matter what they say, they're using different chocolate. Well, we brought our chef's hats in this evening. We're yep. going to put this to the test. And I think it's important knowledge for people over the next couple of days, you're going to be buying Easter eggs for Easter. You need to know what you're buying. Uh, the chocolate industry, Zach, they might shut us down if they get wind we're doing this. It's not often... At 10, 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> things are blown to smithereens. But that's what we're doing. The whole industry might be up in smoke, but we'll get to that shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Uh, look, Zach, I don't want to kick the show off on a bad note, but most Australian men are liars. Okay, do you know this for a fact? Uh, I'm pretty sure I do because... It's a hunch. Uh, you could say it's a hunch. Uh, a study's come out today saying that apparently 90% of people with a fear of spiders in Australia are women. And that's just rubbish. They're the, they're the ones admitting it. This, right, so I, you think women, oh. uh, they're more honest with, in this survey, well, whereas if someone came up and asked the average guy on the street, yeah. they might lie about it. Well, the, apparently the researchers from this university who did the study, they're all talking like, it's so interesting, I wonder why women are scared of spiders and men aren't. That's not the case. The men are just being like, huh, I'm not scared of spiders. You are, guys, and I know because I am. Let's right. not Let's not pretend that we're not afraid. It's time Well, to s- I think we're on a slippery slope if we start basing <laughs> the general public off you, Dom. Well, I don't think that's fair. I think it's very fair. <laughs> I think you are a, a unique individual. Okay, that's true. Uh, often when I do meet people, it's quicker for them for me to tell them things I'm not afraid of than list the things I am afraid of. So, so you're saying that you are afraid of spiders because I am. I'm like I'm not yeah. like I'm not totally cool with spiders. I'm not going to go pick them up, but I definitely wouldn't say I had a fear. I'm, it's not a phobia. No, well, I reckon most men would fa- feel that way if they're completely honest with themselves, and that's why I think it's time we need to get rid of this stigma that it's 90 percent of women who are scared of spiders. So I want to know, 131060, the men of Australia, I think it's time that we make this social change, a bit of a revolution. Mm. Call up and admit that you're scared of spiders. Let's get it out in the open, Zach. What you want to do is some empowering radio. That's what we want right now, because if you're a man driving home and you're scared about, you know, your, your fear of spiders, you're a bit embarrassed by it, but all men come together and say it, then wouldn't that be empowering? What's your example of you being... Mm. scared of spiders. I mean, have you come across one and reacted over the top or... Oh, so many stories. Like, like, we could do a whole show on my spider stories. But what I will say, uh, as I, I think, empower the country... Yes. Um, that's not too over the top to say, is it? Not that's at reasonable. all. No. I would say that when I went on a year 10 school camp, uh, I actually got my mum to write down arachnophobia on my form of fears. Right. And Just... what were you hoping? That while you walked through the bush, <laughs> the spiders would respect that form? Oh, the... oh no. Hey, don't go on this guy. <laughs> 
He's got a phobia, guys. We'll get the next kid. Look, 13, 10, 60. If we can all come together, man. And you know what? Maybe you're a woman and you want to dob your partner in or, or a guy you know in. If we can get it out there that men are scared of spiders too, Zach, that there are spider men out there, hmm. then maybe we can go a long way to changing this stigma. Okay, Dom, well, I'm going to stand behind you. It's okay to be a guy who's scared of spiders. You're going to be on a black and white ad on TV. <laughs> yes. My name's Dom Fay, mm. and I'm afraid of spiders. This, it's okay to do this, Zach. It's okay, and we can make this social change tonight on the radio and I'm hopeful that you know with a bit of nice music a little bit of you know an emotional safe space we can all come together and change the country we're looking for the spider men yes of Australia we are and Dom you're number one I'm number one and Jared from the Gold Coast is number two Jared how long have you been afraid of spiders probably as long as I've been alive boys and that's 26 years 26 years of, of fear and have you hidden this fear so far Jared mm, only well, my parents and like, my close friends know, but that's yeah. about it. Well, that'll be it. You're not, you don't go around broadcasting it because it's not what a man's meant to do, Zach, but not anymore. Yeah, good on you, Jared. Jumping yeah. on the radio. Absolutely. Expressing yourself. Uh, Ben's on the line. Ben, you also have been a long-time person scared of spiders. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Pretty much all my life. Now, yeah. Ben, can I ask you a question? What particularly scares you about spiders? Is it the sting? No, look, I, I would say it's um, just the complete freedom that they have to do what they want and scare who they want. Yeah, that's, that's true. That, I think that's their main ultimatum, isn't it? Their, their main goal. They want to scare you. That's what they're here to do. Maybe they just want to be friends. And maybe they're misunderstood, Dom. You don't want to be friends and then move in any direction with creepy amounts of eyes. You don't do that. So can I just ask <laughs> about the agenda of Spider-Man? Yes. Is the first stage, everyone admit it, is the second stage go after spiders? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's we're not, kind of what I'm hearing We here. won't be picking up pitchforks. We won't <laughs> okay. be starting any rallies. We're just getting this off our chest, Zach. We're just, we're just saying it's okay to be men who don't like spiders. All right, let's go to Chris from Canberra. Uh, Dom, do you want to welcome him to the Spider-Men? Look, uh, yeah, welcome along, Chris. I imagine it must feel good to get this off your chest. Uh, no, I've told a lot of people about this. Oh, have you, Chris? So you're someone out there doing what I'm doing, fighting the good fight, getting rid of the stigma. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, I've been afraid of them since the age of seven, because, and I'm 30 now. Yeah, right. Did something happen when you were seven, Chris? It's okay if you yeah. don't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, my, my sister put um, spiders around my bed, oh. and when I got up to go to the toilet, I was... I don't know what they were. I, t- I was terrified. Yeah, That man. does sound yeah, terrifying, Chris. to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Chris, and welcome. Well, it's good to have him as a Spider-Man. I'm glad to have him here. 100%. And uh, we have Amber in Melbourne, Dom. Oh, Amber, you are, are you wanting to join the Spider-Man movement as well? Yes, definitely. Um, my dad is absolutely petrified of right. spiders. Okay, so you want to dob your dad um, into this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has there been a particular instance, Amber, that comes to mind of him showing off his fear? There is so many. And a lot of people look at my dad and don't think that he's someone that's scared of spiders. Sure. He hides it. He bottles it all up, doesn't he, Amber? Like we all have done for so long. Yeah. And there was one time at work where he saw a spider and he literally ran almost to the other side of the factory. Yeah. And there was about three people just standing there laughing at him because they had no idea how scared he was of spiders. See, and you know what I'd say, Amber, is that those three people would have been scared of spiders just as much as your dad was. And you can't get much more of a manly man there, can you? No. You know, in a factory working. (laughs) Exactly. But, Zach, this is the thing. Fear of spiders hits all of us. And we're really honest like this. We can get rid of that stigma and we can all freak out about them together. And that's what I like. And would you like to end with a message either to the men of Australia, Dom, or maybe the spiders of the country? Well, all I'll say, spiders, is you got us. We've been hiding it for years, but 
yes, you are terrifying, and we know it. <laughs> well, I feel like everyone's stronger now that they've come together. We've, we've admitted it. We've got some closure. And when men come together and express their feelings, <laughs> yep. we are unstoppable. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, you know that I have a problem where I'm continually getting insulted by people selling me things. Dom, this happens way too often. This year alone... Mm. Uh, you were told by the guy selling your shoes you weren't cool enough to pull off the shoes. He wouldn't let me buy them. You were told by someone at a cafe that you put way too much sugar in your coffee. Yeah, she asked me not to come back. Uh, you were told at like a juice bar mm. that you should be vegan and you should stop drinking milk. <laughs> yes. And what was the other one? Uh, the other one was the, the Macca's drive through That's right. That's the best one. At the Macca's drive through they didn't know they left their, um, their, microphone their microphones on. on. And I could hear them back chatting me through the speakers. Because to be fair, you did have a very annoying order. Look, it's just happening too much, and today uh, it's happened again. Well, I was ordering my lunch, I got insulted by the person serving me, and I just feel like this is happening to me more than it should. I am starting to think what is the common thing. <laughs> Because I don't think this happens to other people. Well, let me tell you what happened to me today. And, and you can be a good judge. So I went to a burger place to get a burger for lunch. And uh, I, I put my order. In this stage, everything's going well in the ordering process. I've given my order. She's uh, put it into the system and she's asked my money. Everything's going well. Now, can I just ask, is yes. it on the lower end or higher end of a burger chain in, mm. in money-wise? Uh, yeah, it's her higher end. Okay. It's a nicer burger place. Mm-hmm. Then she looks at me and making small talk says, so how are school holidays going? Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, did you get off last week or this week? And I'm like, I'm 23. And she's like, no, you're not. She wouldn't believe me. She thought I was joking. I'm like, how old do you think I am? She's like, maybe year 11, I guess, maybe year 12. She thought I was a high school student. Now, do you see that as a compliment or an insult? Because you might be wanting to look younger. Oh, yeah. But I think when people buy Olay anti-aging cream, they don't want to look like they've just come in from little lunch. Like, there's a difference. There's a difference there. Do you think it was a comment on your look or your order? Were you ordering a kid's meal? Uh, <laughs> the, you know, uh, okay. the extra toy. I wasn't ordering a kid's meal, but I did get a, a burger with a, without everything else but the meat and the cheese. So that could have indicated that I was a fussy eater. Yeah, true. And like very plain foods. There is something else that's weird, though. This is one of those burger places that serves alcohol and yeah. she let me buy alcohol without questioning me at all. So she thought I was in, I'm just, this has just occurred to me. She thought I was in year 12. I'm not sure that was appropriate. I would see it as a compliment, to be honest. <laughs> would you? I thought, yeah, you're looking great. Oh, really? You're so in shape. If you're at, a, <laughs> if you're at a, a restaurant and they say, sir, how's your maths assignment going? You'd take that as a compliment. No, I definitely wouldn't. I, I don't know. I mean, do you think I come across that young? Um, I can see how they think it. I mean, we've been through it before. You can't grow facial hair. Uh, you're very fair skinned. It looks like you've never been in the sun before. I think embrace it, Dom, because yep. here you have an opportunity that whenever you want, you can order off the kids menu <laughs> and you can get nuggets and chips for five fifty, and they can't do anything about it. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News today, Harry Styles spoke about Captain Feathersword from the Wiggles. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's one of the most talented dudes I've met. Also, Lord visited the Wax Museum, Madame Two Swords. I don't know, it's just kind of like a crazy experience in general because there's just like famous people everywhere and it's like, they're like aliens, like beautiful Aliens And Pauline Hansen isn't happy that the ABC newsreader got fired after her on-air blooper. What a stitch-up that was. And uh, like I said, I've got no time for them. I won't be doing any interviews with the ABC. Don't bother 
bringing me up. It's not happening. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Low battery limbo. That's right, Dom. On 131060, we are trying to find the lowest phone battery in the country. We've just transported ourselves to a tropical island, Zach. We're at the resort. Uh, I do like your grass skirt every week. It just gets and better. And what do you think of my coconut bra? Uh, Is that too far? Do you know what, Zach? No. I think you look beautiful. I'm rocking it. <laughs> You're absolutely rocking it. We keep playing limbo until the uh, the buzzer runs out. Uh, you ready to get going? You feeling Let's it? Let's do it. Okay, Daniel's our first contestant in the line. Daniel, what's your phone battery? Uh, it's on 7. 7%, Daniel. 7%! Oh, and um, Dom, we're setting the bar so low straight away. That really eliminates a lot of the people lined yes. up. Sorry, mate. Obviously, you're going to have to head back. I'm not sure you'll get under 7% at the uh, low battery limbo. Sam's in Canberra. What's your phone battery, Sam? Uh, mine's on 6%. Six percent, boy, Sam. Under you go, go Sam. On under. Oh, don't you love his his attitude on the island resort tonight? Let's Zach? move to Craig from Dubbo. Craig, what do you got for us? Craig, what's your phone battery? One percent. One percent. What? Hold on. Hold on a second. What an early finish to low battery limbo, Craig. You've just rocked up. You put everyone else to shame. You've gotten right under that bar. What an effort. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Craig. You are the lowest battery in the country, Dom. What does he win on the Tropical Resort well, this we'll, week? We'll put the Tropical Music back up for the prize section of this. Craig, you have won a Kids Eat Free voucher for the Beachside Bistro, valid tomorrow only with the price of uh, two full-price adult meals. Great, thank you. So just uh, head down to the games room to yep. claim that. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll see you all next week for another game of uh, Low Battery Limbo, Zach. Low Battery Limbo! <laughs> This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Check us out on Facebook. If you search for Collective Noun, you'll find our page there. And it's probably worth doing right now, Zach, because I do believe we are live on Facebook. Streaming live, Dom, Mm. uh, pictures and sound, which is really where radio... (laughs) is let down a little bit. No pictures. Missed missed the boat, didn't it, some 50, 60 years ago, but yeah. What we're doing, Dom, is Mm. we are putting an Easter myth to the test. You made an outrageous claim on the show last night. I've got a question. <laughs> yep. Do chocolate mm. and Easter eggs taste different? Uh, what do you mean by chocolate? That's a So, like, statement. if you had a block of Cadbury chocolate Very and you different. got a mm. Cadbury egg, yep. are they different? Different chocolates, totally. If I melted them both down, <laughs> would you be able to tell <laughs> the difference? No, absolutely. They're different chocolates. Okay. We might be getting to that tomorrow <laughs> night. What you claim, Dom, yep. which is one of your big beliefs in life, it is. is that Easter egg chocolate... Mm. And a block of chocolate are different chocolates, even when they're made by the same company. They've been laughing at us for years because we we think they're the same thing. You buy your Cadbury Dairy Milk Easter egg, but I'm telling you, it is different chocolate from a block of dairy milk. So what I've done is I've crushed up some eggs. I've crushed up a block of chocolate, both Cadbury brand. Same mm. brand, yep. right? If you can pick them, mm. your theory is correct. If you can't pick which is which, Dom, I yep. feel like we need to have some sort of punishment. I've okay. come up with two options. You sure. get to pick which one you want to do. Sure. Either one, uh, you don't have any chocolate this Easter weekend. So you renounce chocolate for the whole of Easter. Who will be keeping me accountable on that? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. We might have to contact your mum. <laughs> Because I know she usually is the main provider of your chocolate she over did, Easter. Well, she did ask me earlier tonight what Easter eggs I wanted this weekend. Did she? Did she you did. answer? Uh, I have given her an answer. So she's going to head out to the shops, I think, tomorrow. Or the second option is <laughs> that you have some of that chili chocolate. Uh, do you know, like, chili chocolate? <laughs> uh, the really hot chocolate. Uh, well, it's just like chocolate with chili. However, yeah. I will be making that for you. <laughs> With my own chili chocolate recipe. Oh, uh, geez. So there's a lot riding on this. I've got to get it right. Or we could do a combination of both. Uh, why on earth would I pick that? 
Uh, like 50-50 <laughs> of each. Okay, well, look, um, this is great because it's, you know, it's nearly 11 o'clock. I get to eat chocolate on the radio. Uh, are you going to pass these over to me and how this is going to work? Well, no, which one are you going to pick? What's your punishment? Oh, I've got to pick before yes, I get it wrong. Yes, of course you do. Oh, I'm going to have to get the chili chocolate. There's no way on earth I could go on Easter weekend without chocolate, Excellent. Man. I was hoping you would pick that. <laughs> okay, we've got the punishment locked in. I have two cups of chocolate in front of me. Dom, what I'd like to do before I come over and tell you uh, and give them to you is I'd yep. like to tell the people listening which is which so sure. that they can play along. Right. So can you take off your headphones and cover your ears, please? Yep. Go for it, Zach. I cannot hear a thing. Everybody... Number one. You might have to throw something at me, by the way, because I realise that I just can't hear when you've stopped. Number one are the Easter eggs. Number two mm. is a block of chocolates. Okay, Dom, we're ready to go. I'm uh, coming around to your side of the desk now to give you the chocolate. I'm glad to see this wasn't like when I played Marco Polo in year eight and my friends told me to close my eyes and when I opened them, they'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still here. <laughs> You're still here? Okay. All right. So you've, you've smashed these both up for me. All right. Do you, which cup's which? Okay, so you'll see that there's a number on each oh, one. Right. Uh, oh, if geez. I told you which is which, Dom, um, <laughs> that would be ruining the game. Okay, all right, fair call. Okay, so I'm um, I'd like with you one. to start with number one and take a spoonful of that and sure. tell us what that tastes like. Mmm. It's interesting. It's like, um... What so, type of chocolate is that? I'll need to tell you, taste the other one to be sure, but I do already have a hunch. What do you reckon it is? I reckon that might be the Easter egg. Okay, and why but is I that? Need, it has that Easter egg flavor to it. The Easter eggs, there's, there's certainly a distinct flavor. And right now when I taste that, I feel like I've hunted around a garden for an hour before I ate it. Mm. It's feeling like the Easter egg style of... Uh, you can of, taste the childhood, or in your yeah. case, last Easter. <laughs> Our mum did also ask me if I wanted to do an Easter egg hunt again this year. And what did you say? Absolutely, I do, mum. <laughs> Stop be silly. All right, number two. Yep, hit me. Okay. Hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> Does that also taste like an Easter egg? <laughs> I keep making these claims, and then things end up tasting the same. Mm. It's not going well for me. Um, uh, let's go through the ones that have gone badly in the past. The strawberry broker test. The chicken nugget test. These oh, are all hard. tests that Dom have failed when he said he could pull through. Let's get to the decision. Oh, that's really hard. I still... You know what? Both are great. Can I just be clear? At no stage am I saying one is bad, one is good, which some people might theorise I'm saying. They're both great, right? They're, they're two alternatives of greatness. There is a difference. You do taste the difference. I do taste the difference. Uh, the aftertaste is what's giving it away. Mm. I actually feel quite confident. Mm. The more I've processed the, the second one and the more it's had time to, I guess, sit in my mouth, that's the dairy milk and number one was the Easter eggs. So what are you locking in? Number one was the Easter eggs. Number two was the normal chocolate. Oh, my God, believe you got it right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I wanted you to eat the chili chocolate. The yes. first challenge you've ever got correct. Uh, and, of course, on. it was chocolate. What? <laughs> Do you know when a footballer goes for the final goal in the last minute? And they say he was in the park as a kid. He was on the sideline pretending to do that as an eight-year-old. Oh, He's yeah. put... In the hard yards. Yeah. That's you with Easter eggs. And can I just say, uh, I need to go into witness protection because Cadbury are going to be coming after me. I've just exposed the biggest myth of their whole industry. They're different. They're different. The chocolate. Easter eggs. Yes. And a block of chocolate. Oh. 
tastes totally different. We've done it under scientific conditions. <laughs> We're wearing chef's hats. We mm. couldn't have done anything more to the book, Dom. <laughs> well, my question now is, as we uh, do go into a break, can I have the rest of the chocolate in both of those mugs? Yes, that's your reward. <laughs> that's what we give you. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Dom, if people have ever listened to this show before, they... Mm might have picked up that you somehow get yourself into outrageous situations. Yep. And I genuinely mean that. <laughs> I mean, the stories you tell mm. are situations that, like, I don't think anyone else would ever find themselves in. Right. Um, in the last couple of months. So this is this year. Uh, you found yourself in a drive through where the people behind the counter accidentally left their microphones on and you could hear them paying you out. Well, apparently my order was a bit embarrassing and they got stuck into me about it. Uh, you went past a late night construction site. The single council worker working there called you over and he asked you to mind the jackhammer while he went to the toilet and he never came back. Or a long time later in different clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. While I, you were standing there next to a jackhammer. I technically should invoice the council for that half an hour's work. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I forgot about Just that. Just last night, <laughs> you were telling the story about how you got caught looking up a girl on Facebook yeah. by that girl. <laughs> She caught you stalking her, basically. Oh, I stalked her, and then actually we got on pretty well. And she said, actually, you know what? Give me your Facebook. I'll put my name in it. And then she's like, why have you searched my name recently? <laughs> so, look, you, you said to me the other day that you feel like I get a, a lifetime's worth of weird stories in a few months. I feel like a couple of those things would happen to people. They yep. wouldn't happen so frequently. Right. I've heard rumors. Mm. I've heard talk of... Another story, uh, even bigger crazy story that you found yourself in. And I mm-hmm. realize we've been friends for a few years now, and you have never told me this story. Oh, dear. And right now on the radio, I would love yeah. for you to tell me <laughs> oh, no. the story about the audio book. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Please don't make me do that. In the I... last 24 hours, no. I have had this confirmed that this is a true story. Uh, if I tell and you... are you able to t- confirm, is the audiobook story a true story? I narrated an audiobook at one stage, yes. But if I tell this story, you're going to make me find the audio at some stage, and I really don't want to do that. Can you tell us the story? We've said it now. We've oh, brought it up. Just, uh... <laughs> All right. A few years ago, I was working at a, a much smaller community radio oh, station. Hold up. Can we get the popcorn? <laughs> a much smaller community radio station. And, you know, I was working there for free and I needed a, bit, a way to make some money. You know, times were tough. And I saw on Twitter, uh, some guy was looking for a voiceover artist who was in their late teenage years, a guy, to voice over some short stories for a project he was doing, right? I think it was a competition. And I said, why not? I'll have a, you know, I think it was like $4,000 to do some voiceovers. So what did the tweet say? The tweet said, looking for a 16 to 20 year old teenage male to voice over these books. Okay. And did it say the amount you'd get? No, he told me that afterwards. I was happy with the amount, okay. really happy. That's yep. more than I've ever earned, $4,000 for and one thing. For how much work was that? Uh, it probably was about four, three, four days. Okay, I really? Oh, yeah, it was, I, I really practiced it. I learned the stories. Mm. Anyway, there were three stories I had to read out. Uh, two of them were just good short stories, not much really to them. But the third one was about an, uh, an adult male, uh, I think early 20s this character was, who, which is why I was voicing it, who had a problem with wetting himself. <laughs> Right. Yep. So how are you learning about this? When you get the script, it will say things like... I've signed the contract at this stage, so I'm, I'm locked in to do the... So you signed the contract before you knew what the stories were <laughs> before, about. Before I knew what I was narrating. So now you're putting your voice... Yes. You're speaking in first person. <laughs> yeah, this is... Oh, yeah, they're first person stories. About yep. things that you've just said, like, whatever you give me, I'll read. 
pretty much it was a rookie error, as I realized when there is now audio somewhere of me talking about, I did it again last night. I wet myself. <laughs> and what things were you saying? <laughs> um, I think basically the main character, this is a few years ago, but my memory is that the main character uh, was like shunned by his university friends because he kept wetting himself in lectures and he had a major problem wetting himself. But the thing is, it doesn't. if you grab that audio, it doesn't sound like the character has a problem wetting himself. It sounds like I do. <laughs> I keep saying... So you as Dom Faye, yeah, as Dom there's Faye. audio out there, there is. there's an audio book that exists <laughs> yes. that you have put your voice to about yes. wetting yourself. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, Would I be able to find the audio book? Uh, I do have it on a computer at home. Somewhere. Okay, well, I found it. <laughs> that was a quick search. I thought I'd have to look it up on iTunes why, or something like that. Why would I bring it in? Why on earth would I let you have this audio? That, that would be, honestly, the biggest mistake I could make. I will go as far as getting a search warrant. <laughs> I am getting that audio, and we are playing it on the radio tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Yeah, why not? You got it at home, don't you? Last time, to read this out, I got a significant amount of money for it. You're getting paid to be on the radio now? Oh, yeah, but like, I don't think any amount of money in the world is enough to have that audio go out of me saying that stuff. Would you be willing to bring it in as a show and tell, like you used to bring in picture books? (laughs) Will you bring in the audio book that you voiced as a teenager about wedding yourself? (laughs) I'll do it on one condition. What's that? It's that night only. You can't keep using this audio. You can't hold on to it. You can't use it down the track. You get one glimpse at it. It's like Snapchat. Yep. You can hear it, and then it disappears. We will God. do the equivalent of burning it. Yeah, right. And okay. it will be gone forever. <laughs> All right. In that case, tomorrow on the show, you can hear the audio of me reading the audio book out of wedding myself. I cannot wait. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. App. Oh, crap. Dom, it is getting harder and harder to pick real technology from fake technology. That's why each week mm. I present two apps to you. Yep. One of them is real. One of them I have completely made up. Mm. And to test your radar, you have to tell me which is which. Now, every week uh, there's, I guess, a category, a bit of a theme in the apps. Mm. Uh, like if you go to the app store, you'd pick a category. That's true. What, what's the category this week? Hmm, that's, uh, I don't know the exact category. I guess Airbnb ripoffs. Right, okay. Or inspired apps. So Airbnb inspired apps. So something I own and I'll let other people use it for a, a bit of a cost. Yeah, I guess so, Dom. Sure. Right. Uh, the first one is called VizEat. Okay, um, Viz I think it might be based on like Visit and Eat put together. Is it spelled with a Z or an S? A Z, because okay. it's an app. It's yeah. cool. It's new. <laughs> right. Um, this is Airbnb, but for home-cooked meals. Oh, that's good. So you're traveling, oh, or you could just good. be in your hometown. Yes. And um, you look on this app, you see someone in your area, yeah. pay them a little bit of money, you go over and you have dinner with them, and they cook you a meal. That's really smart, because you get company as well as food. Now, the Who's rating system that? has to be very good, mm. because I know that there's a big difference between a good home-cooked meal <laughs> yeah. and one that you might prepare. No offense. Uh, well, hold on a second. You might enjoy my reheated vegetables. <laughs> Oh, mate, when was the last time you had reheated vegetables? Reheated potato, gems. (laughs) (laughs) And those would be delicious. (laughs) I would happily rate five stars for that. Okay, Viz Eats, a very smart one. I like that one. Uh, The next one is called Big Game. Yep. Or The Big Game. The Big Game. I don't know if it's Big Game or The Big Game. Also, the uh, name of my uh, upcoming film about my life, (laughs) The Big Game. (laughs) 
Um, this is where you invite people over, or I guess you can come over to watch a football, sporting event, okay, soccer, right. whatever the big event is, for a couple of reasons. Mm. Uh, maybe you have like a special Foxtel subscription or yep. something like that where you have access to the game. Sure. Or maybe it's a big game in the area. Mm. It's a big game for the team from your city or yeah. from your suburb, mm. and you're getting people over to be supporters with you. So you're not watching it by yourself. Right, you yes. know, like uh, the uh, supporters of, let's say, Carlton in your area. Mm. And they're coming over to watch the game with well, you, that's... and you can find. Then you can kind of have a bit of a crew. That's the fun part about going to the footy, isn't it? You're with the other supporters. You want that, don't you? So, because I think you would use that big game. Uh, Do you I'm... think you would? Um, you know what? You know, I support the Brisbane Lions, and sometimes I just want to wallow in the sadness of them not being that great. All by yourself. <laughs> sometimes you if... wouldn't invite people over if they started winning games. I absolutely would. And if you knew that there was Brisbane Lions fans in your area and yep. they wanted to watch the game with you and your uh, you other option what? was to watch it by yourself. <laughs> That's true. No, I would invite them over. We can go through it together. We can be there for each other through it. Uh, so what is it? Viz Eat and the big game. Oh, big game, I think, yeah. Big game, okay. Uh, do you know, they're both good. Oh, Viz Eat, to me, I think is the real one, only because that is so smart. This would be like if Mark Zuckerberg said, which do you think is real, Facebook or something else? I'd be like, well, Facebook's such a good idea. It's got to be Facebook. Oh, well, that's so offensive to my idea. What do you, uh, mean? you are correct, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think I'd get you with Big Game. When you started repeating the Big Game and Big Game over and over, <laughs> I spent about eight seconds thinking out that name. And the more I heard you talk about it, the more fake it sounded. You should have said halfway through, actually, I've changed my mind. <laughs> the app's got a different name. <laughs> Uh, that is all we got time for on the show tonight. We will be back tomorrow from 10pm as always. If you want to grab uh, the whole podcast, search for Collecting Down on iTunes. You can get it there. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.